Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. While Pace Case Spring Break might not have been good for our fundamental human rights, it has been great for content. We had questions with Pace Case with The Dark Seeker, Grace Ann Parks, then Pace Case in the Document Part 2 with Johanna and Erica, and then we even had Rose Tank with comedy sweetie slash perfect person Miles Bonsignor, and now today we have the grand finale of Pace Case Spring Break. I will be launching yet another brand new groundbreaking segment, Are You Smarter Than a Pit Dweller? But before we get to that, we have a moment of business. We have new merch. At gameofroses.co, you can pick up our 4TRR shirt That'll be gone at the end of July because it is for our, at the beginning of July because it's for our uh, Gorniversary. That's available in black and cream now. And then we also have the Gore logo hat. This gorgeous design, great for peacocking, great for pretending that you are a celebrity or if you are a celebrity for correctly labeling yourself with the proper attire. And we also have the Gore mugs. We got the Gore logo t-shirt and we got Gore logo totes. So you can carry around all of the things that you need to be carrying around. You can get all these at gameofroses.co. Welcome. To the pit. Today, I am joined by TV writer extraordinaire from programs such as The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and most recently, Generation, Sono Patel, as well as director and comedy personality, director, writer, producer of Santa Barbara Film Festival film, Juniper, Catherine Dudas. Please welcome to the pit, Sono and Catherine. Yay! Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh. Hello. Thank you for joining me, ladies. You. A tradition of Welcome to the Pit is we get your basic stats. Sono and Catherine, you have 515 and 4.2K Instagram followers, respectively. How do you feel about that? That's. Wow. It sounds so much more impressive when you put the point, the four point. Um, I was like, ooh, I have four point two. Wow. Yeah, wow. crushing. So no. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine, you have 8.1k on on TikTok. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, I changed my TikTok 
my comedy TikTok to my film TikTok because I care more about my art than my comedy, dumb comedy TikToks. And I think that says a lot about me. I thought that was a very smart TikTok strategy. You were like, I'm going to transition the followers I already have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What exactly did you do? Yeah. I literally just changed the name to Juniper feature film because I had 5,000 followers already. And then a lot of people were like, wow, how do you already have so many followers? And I was like, oh, I cheated. I, I, I did what you're supposed to do in social media and cheat and make it seem like you're more <laughs> important than you are. But That's you cool. archived all of the ones. Yes. All I archived of all ones, of my like dumb TikTok videos and ones that people stole or stole the sound. And I know that's part of TikTok that you're supposed to just like use people's sounds. I got very upset when someone used my sound and got way more likes. And oh, I got very upset too. <laughs> I almost got in an internet fight over this. <laughs> I really appreciated that. That was really a lot of solid. I was like, uh, it was, uh, it made me be like, wow, I don't want this. If this is what TikTok fame is, I don't want it. <laughs> I really try to not get in fights on the internet. Like it's, it's a thing I'm consciously doing for my mental health. And then when that girl took your, the, the thing is, yes, there's lip syncing, but she had taken the audio and put it over her not even opening her mouth. Yes. Ex- yes. She was and thinking. It, it, honestly, to be fair, I did make a perfect TikTok video to steal because you, it's so easy to make it seem like. And, That's and of true. Course, the response, <laughs> it was very, the response was like, well, you could just look at the sound. I'm like, no one looks at the actual sound. Everyone just assumes it's the person who made it. And like this, everyone thinks this girl has this brilliant joke, this brilliant, brilliant joke about Beauty and the Beast. And it was my brilliant joke. But yeah. So I, I kind I'm of. I'm still mad. I'm, yeah, it's upsetting. I still lost a lot of, um, yeah, I was upset about that, but I'm very excited to be here also because I've been, uh, I would just like to say up top how much of a fan I've been since the beginning. Um, and, uh, I, when I would watch the bachelor with Chad and Lizzie, uh, it's now something that I brag about at weddings. I met this girl at, at my table at the wedding. She's mentioned she liked the bachelor and I do what I always do, which is plug your podcast. I've done it for the past two years. <laughs> When anyone mentions the bachelor, I'd say, oh, and then obviously now it's super successful, but like for a while, the response was always like, oh, cool. I'll check that out. Oh, that's such a good premise. And now it's always, you know, like, and now it's like, that's amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, this is like, this feels like so good for me. (laughs) I'm like, you've co-hosted the podcast. I have, I I think multiple times. I had that one time filled in for me and clues. Oh God. It was in the beginning too. It was just, I, I don't even think you guys even had a lot of the segments. It was like still, and I'm, uh, we'll get into it about my relationship with the bachelor, but I was like, I was like, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. First, first off, where are you both from and what did you watch growing up? Sono. Tell the people what they want. Uh, I grew up in New York City um, and we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV. We were allowed to watch one hour a week and we were allowed to watch each other's shows. So my brother, sister and I watched Hercules and Xena on on WB every Saturday from 8 to 10. And that's all we watched growing up. Wow. What? One show at a time? Yeah, we watched those. That sounds like a prison. Yeah, I mean, I got my revenge because now I write TV for a living. Yeah. So, you know, so much for that. Uh, wow, for those looking for parenting strategies. Yeah. <laughs> you want your kid to be so successful. Wait, that's so crazy. Wow. Is, so like, do you not, was it from like age zero to like 18? That was the law. So like. <laughs> <laughs> it was until I went to high school. So mm-hmm. it was until like 13. 
13, 12, 13, whenever, however old you are supposed to be when you go to high school. Yeah. Um, and then they had bigger problems to deal with than us watching TV. But <laughs> yeah, for the, like the formative years, it was that, that was it. Wait, what is this? The Hercules show? I don't even know what that is. It's Kevin Sorbo. And I mean, it's, it's a really cheesy, both of them are really cheesy, like action comedies that were on WBTV in the, I think I want to say like nineties. Oh, wow. I, huh. I vaguely remember this. I couldn't tell you what the stories were like every at all. Like, I don't remember any of it, but. I would think if I only had one show that I would like savor it and become like sort of crazy knowledgeable about it. Almost like I've done for The Bachelor, but I watch a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> this was like before Netflix or before anything. Like you would watch the episode and then it would be gone into the ether. Like you couldn't go back. Yeah. There's no internet for us to read through. Like it was effervescent. <laughs> Catherine, you're basically Gen Z, but what did you watch? <laughs> I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very young millennial. Um, I, I, um, I watched a shit ton of TV um, growing up. I was huge. A full house was huge. Um, I was, yeah, I was the one in the family who always knew how to work the TV and the remote the best because I was obsessed mm. with it. Um, in the mornings we were allowed to watch PBS, like, um, fraction, like how to like things about fractions, but like it's space aliens teaching you. And like, my mom was like, oh, you can do that before school. because It's educational. So I loved that. Mm. Um, yeah, just like a lot of, um, a, uh, was obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. Once that happened, like when I was 12, I got all the box. Out. Oh, Gilmore Girls is very formative. Um, mm. that was honestly, that was Gilmore Girls in Seventh Heaven, those nights where it was like one after the other. Seventh Heaven has not hold, held up at all. So wholesome. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Not wholesome in retrospect. Not wholesome. <laughs> and also just like not a good show, but we were like obsessed in my mom. We all like were, my mom still falls asleep to Gilmore Girls as do I. So it's like. And you were also East Coast. You're yes. from New Jersey yeah. as well. Wow. Three East Coasters. <gasps> Look at us. We are so I much guess better I'm... than everyone else. We are our liberal elite. <laughs> what were both of your first seasons of The Bachelor? So, no, have you seen a single season of The Bachelor or episode? No, I've seen episodes. I've seen a smattering of episodes through the years. It's perfect for our new segment. Yeah, I, I'm certainly not um, somebody who knows anything about this show that we're about to talk about. <laughs> That's going to be perfect. <laughs> Catherine, do you remember your first? Okay, so yeah, I have a very weird relationship with The Bachelor, but the first season I was very conscious of and watched a lot of episodes of, of was Ari because I just moved to LA mm. and my friend Emma I was staying at her place and she like very like uh would have brackets with her family and would always guess and she actually called that ending. She literally called which wow. is like honestly you should have her on. She's really she like knows her shit because she literally said like he's gonna marry he's gonna pick her but leave her and go for her or like she literally called and I remember and so that really made me like interested I was like and it was all I liked hearing about the drama of it and so then I like and we'd watch episodes where we were staying at her place and and then I remember having this very high and I just moved to LA so obviously I was very stoned and so I was like <laughs> having this thought while we were watching The Bachelor and I thought it was brilliant because I was like okay I was like this because I was always confused by The Bachelor. I'm like, it's not real, right? Like this can't be real. And uh, and so, which is why I, I love your podcast. But uh, I, I was like, if it is real, then acting, all actors are bad at acting 
because the way people on The Bachelor are don't feel like real people. Like they're just the way they talk is feels very stilted a lot of the time, or like at least it did to me at that time. And so I'm like, okay, so then if that's how humans are supposed to talk, then every actor is bad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make sense? Maybe this was too high of a thought. <laughs> Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then if this is real and this is how people talk, then every actor is bad. Like then this is they're not mimicking human life. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I watched, I was a little, and then I really, um, and then I started watching with you guys, um, because I was sad and single on, um, and you invited me to hang out on Monday, whenever <laughs> Tuesday nights, those were I don't know the only talk. reason someone would come hang out with me. <laughs> I have to be sad, single. <laughs> And um, um, and then Shad would always ask us like the night the uh, he would always text us like what snacks does everyone want I really liked that I would always ask for oh snacks. that's so sweet he would always ask what for snacks he would like text us like oh, oh for snacks yeah. and he was like what does everyone want and I'd be like popcorn I really like, yeah he lives near a grocery store and he yeah. will he'll take his little walk down there yes. see what squirrels are in the action <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before. You ever met Chad, aka Bachelor Clues? What were both of your relationships with social media? Do you remember your first social media account? Facebook. It was definitely Facebook. Yeah, I was really. Mm. I was so. I, I was a freshman in high school, and I like spent a lot of time figuring out what my profile picture was going to be. What was it? It was a me in the backyard with a pink tank top, but that was layered because that was the style. Those horrible mm. <laughs> tank tops that we all loved. Uh, yeah, Facebook, I was obsessed with. Their Instagram wasn't, even though I'm very young, Instagram wasn't a thing. Was mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you didn't have MySpace, so. No, I didn't. I, never, yeah, I didn't have MySpace. I think other, I had friends who did have MySpace, but I was not, that was not allowed. It looked too crazy for my parents. <laughs> yeah, what about you, though? Mine was Facebook also just because I was too contrarian to get the others. Like it just seemed like too much work to learn the internet. So I didn't. And then I was forced to get Facebook when I was like a junior. Yeah. My friends made one for me and then it was in my care, I guess. Like once it was made, it was easy to maintain, but they made it for me. Yeah. You were dragged into social media. Which is stupid because I went to boarding school. So we already lived together. I was like, how much closer could we possibly get? <laughs> Why would I need? But yeah, I was dragged into social media. That's so funny. Dang. Yeah. Uh, and for both of you, how did you meet me? Do you remember? <laughs> I remember very well. Um, I met you at Sarah Bonsignor's, Miles's wife, um, previous host, uh, podcast guest. Um, I met at one of their parties and you were, I think talking hmm. with Kendall or you were talking with someone. And I just remember going up, I was like, hi. And I was like looking to make friends with everyone. And I remember going up and I remember talking with you. And I remember in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to make her my friend. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're on my podcast. <laughs> I succeeded. I conquered. I don't know how we met Lizzie. I think also through Sarah. But I don't, I, I can't so. pinpoint when and where and how and all of the, do you know? No. <laughs> no, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're one of those people. There's where very like, few people I actually remember I met. Yeah. Some, I feel like we're old enough that like our good friends, it's like, yeah, they've always just been there. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter when we met. Oh, I like that. She yeah. just showed up. 
(laughs) So now we are going to get to a new segment. This is very exciting. I have been debuting lots of new segments while Chad's been gone. It's been Pace Case Gone Wild, Pace Case Spring Break. (laughs) I love it. I'm honored to be part of this. And for this one, we have the two perfect candidates because we have Catherine. She is a major, longtime gore fan, collaborator, pit dweller. And then, and you filmed... (laughs) You came to many a Game of Roses viewing party. You were one of our first substitute Game of Roses hosts. And you filmed several of our demonic rituals and our first (laughs) official book signing. Yes. yes. Thank you for that. (laughs) And then on the other hand, we have Sono. Never seen a season of The Bachelor. A a free woman, (laughs) she looks to me. (laughs) Can I may I ask why have you never watched a full season? What what has been your thought about what The Bachelor is? I mean, the truth is, I have a very addictive personality, so I try not to uh, get involved in anything that seems like it could completely take over my life. And Bachelor Bachelorette feels like it could very easily take over my life. Wow, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> She says, holding up a book in both in both hands. <laughs> yeah, help, <laughs> help! It's got me. Um, you know, that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting one. I guess you're you know you saw what happened with Hercules. Just still still a formative memory. You can't get too deep, but it's perfect for this new segment because these are the necessary ingredients. This segment is called. So no, you are our lovely first ever contestant in this new segment. And Catherine, you are the first pit dweller for this segment. Get excited. I'm really ready. And I'm really nervous too, because I'm okay. I'm excited. Let's do it. Basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a series of questions. And first, so no is going to try to answer it. And then we'll see whether she knows it and whether Catherine can answer it. I got you. Are you both ready? I'm so ready. Yes. <laughs> Never so no. <laughs> this is, you know, I, the reason for this segment is I wanted to get an understanding of like what terms are translating to the outside world that are filtering into the greater nation outside of the nation. The nation being Bachelor Nation, so no. Got it, got it. That that was your first hint at what a type of question could be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number one. So no, do you know what a rose ceremony is? Yes. A rose ceremony happens at the end of every episode, I believe. And basically it's where the bachelor or bachelorette decides who's going to move on to the next round or next week or whatever with Mm -hmm. roses. And he's like, they signify it by giving out roses. I think that's it. Yes. <laughs> it's almost that that answer is, I would say, 99% correct. 1% of the time. Well, not it's actually probably greater than that. But sometimes they don't end episodes with rose ceremonies. And I get very upset because yeah. I like the structure. Yeah. 
Is that like a twist or is that like within the format of the show when they do that? It's they usually do it if there's like some big cliffhanger moment or something. And I just think it takes all the momentum out of the storyline and the action. Then you have to remind people at the beginning of the next episode where you were because it's, you know, we most people watch it in real time. You have a week between episodes. Mm, I see. So no. Do you know what fantasy suites are? Okay, I think fantasy suites are at the end of the season. The Bachelor or Bachelorette picks, I want to say three finalists, basically. And they get mm-hmm. to go on vacation. And then they go into what are fan- like fantasy suites, which are really nice hotels. And they have sex, right? And then at the end of that three nights, they decide which one they like. Is that right? <laughs> I feel like it's like a vacation and then there's sex, but there's a lot of people there that those are. Sort of my... uh-huh. I like that. Catherine, what yeah. do you think fantasy suites are? Yeah, I think um, they, well, they don't technically need to go somewhere, but yeah, they, he, he or she fucks everyone or not, or they just have an intimate time together. They um, yeah. And he, they give the person the little Harry Potter key. Um, mm-hmm. And if they want to be like, let's have sex. And then um they did the past couple seasons um what's it wait the panic attack or like what would you call it like the they put all the girls in the same hotel room oh yes happening so you knew who's having sex in what order like you know you're like with and you have to like they, they force them the to panic attack room yeah <laughs> film and be like hey and they have to be it's so funny because the girls have to be so nice like hi because everyone has to pretend like they're best friends and they're like hi oh my god uh, how was it oh, <laughs> like, oh gosh, I love that you fucked him like, like okay that is an amazing impression of <laughs> the action that goes on in the panic attack room. I love like, Madison Pruitt and like all of that whole that's that scene was so it's so funny. It's like, oh God, it's so awkward. Um, I love it. <laughs> so no, do you know who Madison Pruitt is? No. Catherine, who's Madison Pruitt? She was the uh she was on Peter Weber's se- season and she wasn't the oh she played the virginity card and she didn't she got really close she got was she runner up or something and mm-hmm. you guys were like oh maybe she'll probably be um crowned but that did not happen and now she's like a Christian public speaker or something about Jesus um and yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and she's really beautiful she's like um she has she's very like Instagram perfect uh and uh yeah and, and and was a virgin um and maybe still is and probably will be for um until her wedding night and i know that i know that about as her. we all <laughs> shall <laughs> as we all yes <laughs> under his eye under his- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah that's a pretty good description yeah she's basically starting her own church now she's dating a billionaire son so that'll be helpful god bless, god bless. <laughs> so now do you know what is a fimp rose a fimp rose? <laughs> F-I-M-P? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to piece out with that acronym. No, I have no idea what that is. That would be so impressive if you could piece that back. It would be. That's so funny. Should do, um, It is. Should I answer? Catherine, oh, what is okay. it? It's a first impression. Mm. It was oh. a delayed sound effect on Sono. Oh, God. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, stopped. I, was like I was like, oh, God. Just end, end me now. Um. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, the, it's the first impression rose and it's at the end of the first night 
the bachelor bachelorette is like whoever is you know gets their attention and makes the best first impression that gets that rose um and it it statistically does pretty well i heard chad say a million times it does <laughs> oh, but not i love this <laughs> but it's not as like yeah statistically you're you're on the bachelor you get around fourth place around you make it to around hometowns yeah and then a lot and then also a lot of the times the producer or it can be a very producer um push um as as a lot of the things are um yeah it's also given out before the rose ceremony so it's like a special rose it's like on its own special tray and Mm-hmm. everyone it's, it's stares an- at it and they want it because then you don't have to sit through the rose ceremony mm-hmm. <laughs> without a rose it would feel really good to get a film i will i've never thought about it until this moment but like god that would feel so good it's like out of all those people that would really make me really competitive right that would make <laughs> me like, wait am i amazing like you put like me <laughs> anyway um so no do you know what hometowns are i mean i'm guessing it's where the bachelor bachelorette goes to the hometowns of like the final four or three or whatever and meets their family and sees where they're from i mean i'm assuming is it more than that (laughs) correct (laughs) you are such a podcaster now (laughs) making my own sound effects (laughs) So no, do you know who grocery store Joe is? No. <laughs> Does he live in Silver Lake? <laughs> Does he live in Silver Lake? <laughs> I don't think so. He dated someone who lived in Silver Lake, I think, though. Catherine, do you know who grocery store Joe is? Yes, through being a fervent gore listener, I know that he is. Um, I never watched the season he was on, but he was a first, a night one guy, which means he was like, he got, he only made it to night one of the Bachelorette. Uh, and then he got on Bachelor in Paradise, had a very successful story, got engaged or not engaged. I don't know. Um, and I don't even know why they call him grocery store though. I don't. Uh, and I know he has sauce and now he's a big podcast host. <laughs> he's a big podcast host of one of the podcasts. Um, and he secretly hates, uh, not hates, but he, I don't like him because I feel like he's thrown shade at gore. Um, I'm very <gasps> I just feel like, you know, he's a very sauce, so, you know, saucy saucy player or, um, and so, yeah, I really love, I really love the, um, when you guys talk about it on Digging Deeper. So that's very entertaining. For the people. Sauce Wars. Yeah, it's very entertaining. I, I really love So, it. no, do you know what the Sauce Wars are? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I, honestly, when she first said he has sauce, I thought he had like a hot sauce line. Mm. I didn't know what that, what does that mean? What are the, what are the Sauce Wars? Oh, he, um, okay. Catherine? Wait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so he like sells sauce. He sells tomato sauce or like Italian. He's Italian. Uh, and uh, basically he is of the mindset um, that the the game is, you know, holy. It's there's like two camps, right? There's the gore world, which is what I love of the it's obviously a game. There's lots of producer stuff. This isn't like we're like we're not idiots. Like we can we can recognize that. And there's the other side that's like, well, in order for this show to succeed, 
we need to, as a team or as bachelor nation people, we need to act like, Oh, this is all very genuine, very real, very genuine, very real, um, all the time. Uh, and then, so there's this constant, there's this tension, there's this constant tension between the two sides of like, no producers. What are you talking about? There aren't even producers on this show. And then the other side of the group, <laughs> like they have a hand and everything because that's how television works. And how could it not? <laughs> Beautiful explanation, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know exactly how he's involved with grocery stores either. I think <laughs> his fam- it was like his family business and it was his uh, intro video. So people called him it. grocery store Joe. So now, do you know what a one-on-one is? Yes. I think, wait, I think I know what it is. I think at the beginning of the season, there are a lot of like group dates and you can win a one-on-one, which is just a one-on-one date with the Bachelor Bachelorette, right? Correct. I love it. You've got, you've got a a bunch of these. It makes me sad in a way but like no no nothing against the show it's just like cultural osmosis is so strong yes it is it has nothing to do with the show in particular it's just the fact that i've never this is a test of this is a test of cultural osmosis you know how much has it sunk in how ridiculous have catherine and i become (laughs) etc etc clues it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank you, Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I nce.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses clues mm-hmm. i've been on a mission i'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt yeah um because it's spring i'm ready to get out there i'm ready to peacock luckily the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at skims From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long-sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue-green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. 
Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. <laughs> Do you know what a hooju is, Sono? A hooju? No. <laughs> um, it, it is a hug jump. And um, I've watched Chad rewind many a who juice um when we watched (laughs) and it's when the bachelorette run no well it could be both yeah the bachelorette or a girl the woman like will run and jump and wrap her arms around the man the bachelor one of the content the players and it's a way to show like it's 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 a great sub sport as chad says and it it can show your enthusiasm (laughs) how much you want to mount the bachelor how how good are you with intimacy how good are you? Um, honestly, maybe it indicates some bedroom play. I don't know. It's a good intimacy play. And also, um, you'll it'll definitely get on camera. Um, <laughs> or Have you seen play. anyone do this on The Bachelor, Sono? I feel like I've seen it in the ads between, like, hmm. not in the actual episode, but I feel like they tease that a lot. Yeah. It's um, it's very, it's been just very fun watching Chad create the subsport and the videos he made. I don't know if he still does it, but like the slow mo, like like he like makes like sports analysis videos of the actual hooju. Yeah, um, he does if he has time. Yeah, they're very funny. It's they're, true. I mean, they're professional level hooju yeah. evaluation <laughs> videos. I love. But it. there's a bunch of different uh, parts of the hooju that make it up. That really, you got your mount. You got your cling, you got your approach and your dismount. And these are the four areas that you really want to nail. And then there's different amounts of like style and flair that people add on. Like this woman in Jason Mesnick's season, who was a cheerleader, she ended up doing this thing where she swung her whole legs around and like spun in a circle kind of thing. And that was like a beautiful little flourish. Do you know what an IFI is, Sono? <laughs> No. 
We've reached the limit of my knowledge, I think. I have no idea. Catherine? <laughs> this one is so funny because I always, this I know what it is. It's injury, what's the F? Something in illness. Injury, fall or illness? Wait, injury? Fear. fear. Oh, fear. Injury, yeah. fear, or illness. Fear, illness. Yeah. So this is basically, it requires a player to suffer from the debilitating effects of an injury, fear, or illness. This can be real or faked in order to, basically get out of participating in a date activity. Yeah. I love that. Usually a group date. It's so, uh, it's such, I would do so many if I was on, Oh my God, that's all I would do. I think it's such it's cause it's like, it puts him in such an awkward position. Cause it's like, what he's going to do? Not care. Like, <laughs> What is he going to do? Not believe you? Like, not believe him. <laughs> limit. like I fell. <laughs> This woman on Sean Lowe season Tiara Lukowski did so many IFIs. It was wonderful. (laughs) One thing after the other. Are you just, are you not allowed to just be like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. You have to like come up with an empathetic reason to back out. It's strategic. We've seen a couple times people protest, but yeah, strategically it's like, then there's no one really to blame and it se- still seems like well i'm enthusiastic i would do it but yes, it's like oh i love you so I much i would go twist my like, ankle yeah i, I would can't like, ride these little ski in a bikini downtown yeah. <laughs> la <laughs> yeah i yeah it's really it's really funny it's a really good uh yeah i think it's a, honestly i think it's a great play because then it's like yeah you get like a little bit more time honestly what i would do is i would be like how am i going to come over and he'd be like what's wrong i'd be like mm. i'd be like you know just kidding and i'd like tackle him and make out with him. i'd be like oh come a little closer i would do something smooth like that love that <laughs> smooth like all the girls I'd be, like, I'd be like oh no i would be like oh it's my it's my it's my vagina it hurts so bad and then we you know and then when he when he began, vaginal protocol yeah exactly. um uh, yeah that's yeah oh <laughs> so, no do you know what the four love levels are i know love level four is i love you is somebody I, saying yes I, <laughs> I think the first one is saying i like you oh my gosh really i got one more i want to say the third one is i think i'm falling in love with you it's not quite. I that's love you. That's level two. Oh, that's level two. Okay, I don't know. It's starting three. to fall. Thinking of falling. Level three is I'm falling in love with you. I've fallen. I'm falling in love with you. Like wow. You're in the process of falling. You haven't fallen. I love it. I love these. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, oh my god. So no. What do you think? What do you think of my life so far? <laughs> I think you've made an empire out of something here. I think this is. Good. <laughs> so much it really honest i've got i said it before i'll say it again it literally when you when i first heard that you guys were about this podcast probably when we were watching it at chad's it was like this moment of like yes okay that's this is the problem i've always had with the bachelor and the bachelor has always driven me insane because i'm like it's not real it has to how what's happening what are we watching and then you what guys, is happening yes. exactly <laughs> and then you what guys is happening right and like, yes this is so interesting and entertaining uh and i still i remember when we were filming juniper um plug um when we were filming my <laughs> film um we were watching i don't know what was going on we were just talking about the bachelor or something but my friend but one of the actors decker 
uh, she like made some comment about like being like, no, no, no. A lot of people say it's like, she made some allusion to like, oh, it's real. Or like a lot of people get together. And I like got actually upset. I was like, no, I was like, Decker, you no. listen. now she is a big gore fan. So hi Decker. But I, <laughs> oh, you dragged like, her into the pit. Like, oh Hell my yeah. God. What a good friend. Yes. I was like, I was like, no, like, it made me upset. Like in that same way, when like you're, you're debating someone like politically, it's same. it was like the same feeling. I was like, no, yeah, you have to understand <laughs> there's love levels that you can strategically use. Sounds like a political argument to me. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like um, the way that you guys think about it is more interesting because if people, if it's, if it's real, it's like, okay, people fall in love. There's nothing that just is what's going to happen. Right, but if right. it's a game with strategy, then anyone could win theoretically. Like there's a, there's something kind of fun about that. I don't know. I, I like, I like it. I like the way you think about the game. Yes. Here's we're that. dragging Sono in yeah. slowly, but surely. Yeah. <laughs> Sono, let's see if this one last term drags you into the pit. Seleucian protocol. <laughs> what? Do you know what that is? No. <laughs> oh my God. I, it's so, this is Catherine? I do. Okay. So it's, um, you know what you mean? Uh, Hannah Sluice or Celeste, whatever. She was a contestant in Peter Weber's season. She was the ring winner and she was annoyed with Maddie Pruitt. Oh my God. I can't believe how well I know this. She was annoyed with Maddie Pruitt that, she, that Maddie was like, Oh, I feel uncomfortable. Like she gave Peter an ultimatum about the fantasy suites. She was like, if you sleep with other girls, like I won't like that. And it's going to be hard for me. And Hannah was like, we know what we signed up for, which is the Lucian protocol. Like you can't just like, basically it's like, we all know we signed up to this ridiculous reality show with ridiculous rules that totally exist outside of the social order. And so you just have <laughs> like, you just have to, uh, she's, ba- she's basically being like fucking grow up and like, don't like ruin this is basically. And like, we know, you know what you signed up for and you can't, you can, and it's respectful. <laughs> if you this were me giving Catherine a slow clap, <laughs> gorgeous explanation. I love the, love the use of the term social order. <laughs> yes. This was when in the panic attack room, all three women were trapped and Madison Pruitt divulged that she had given Peter Weber this ultimatum that she wouldn't go be able to go forward if he had slept with other people, basically. And Hannah Ann Sloss is like, we know what we signed up for. Wow. Which is and it's kind of like a it's kind of like an overarching like question of the show. It's like, yes, you sign up for it, but like, can you really know exactly what you're signing up for? until you experience it because it's it's a really uh difficult process to go through and people get a lot of hate yeah. and sometimes are not prepared for that yeah and it's an interesting um thing be- I, I like it because and I like that when you guys talk about it because it's like you can break rule it's like when can you break the rules like there's certain rules you can break and there's certain things like are you how are you undermining the game how are you winning it how how can you there's just certain, whereas what Maddie was doing is an interesting thing. Cause it's like, okay, well, you're kind of, you're real. That's like a big rule. It's like, it's literally the big rule is like, he's dating a lot of other people. Like that's the premise mm-hmm. of the show. So big rule. <laughs> the premise of the show and be like, oh wait, like in the last inning to be like, I'm uncomfortable with the premise of the show. It's like, girl, like you can be like, yeah. 
of course, of course you're uncomfortable. This is insane. Of course you don't want to <laughs> like, yeah, we all agree. <laughs> like, but the show is like, you have to, and like, you have to let it. And, um, yeah, I think it's a very, <laughs> it's very interesting. I love that you guys have created this, this term for it. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you both for playing this new game with me. So now I hope, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to do a reverse one of, of things that you know about that Catherine does it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what that would be. I mean, so much probably. I uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the things that. Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for for this this podcast uh, for it's Aww. also it's very for this like, is a big part of Pace Case Spring Break is periodically the guests have to give me compliments also so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you deserve, they as they should. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's also very funny because, um, and we've we've also talked about this, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta be better at that because sometimes I'll forget that I haven't actually talked to you, like in a couple days or something because I just listened to the yes. I'm like, well, I just heard her voice, but obviously, and you're like, I told you that, and you're like, yeah, I have that. That's been happening. (laughs) I'm like, that's bad. So gotta be better about that. That, but it's also very comforting to hear my friends' voices. Talking about something very interesting and it's very nice. It's a very nice gift. So sweet. And it's very fun seeing um how successful it's gotten going to the book signings and seeing. Um and again, this is all about me. It's about how when I go to weddings, I get to get like secondhand fame, you know. So um this all comes back to how this helps me and it helps me feel better at weddings. Um yeah, I love it. I, I feel like you've been spreading the good word, just w- one Catherine at a time. And I appreciate it. It's hard to go to a party with Catherine, though, because she's like, this is Lizzie. And have you listened to her podcast? And I'm like, dude. And it's like, do they want to talk about it? Like, who knows? But I'm going to bring it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was especially, I, yeah, I feel like there was definitely a time, especially when we were both single for a, a time together. And that was definitely something I did a lot at bars. Um, and, and I don't regret it. And I think, yeah. And I'm like, this, I don't regret it. <laughs> I don't regret it for a second. I was right. That's the thing. That's why I want to point out. I was right. This was, a, this was, I knew it was going to be success. It is success. Thank you and good night. I I should be a talent scout. Heather, don't drop your mic. Don't <laughs> drop it. <laughs> so no, have you watched any reality TV shows? Oh, yeah. Is it a cold turkey yeah. situation? No, I'll watch the ones. Um, I watch some of the Netflix ones because they're shorter. There are fewer episodes. I can binge it and ruin a weekend and then move on with my life for like three months until a new one comes out. So I've seen like Love is Blind and The Ultimatum. And it's funny that you were talking about um, the last term you referred to, I feel like was invoked in The Ultimatum in an interesting way. Like, I feel like that's Lucy and Protocol. Yeah. Where some people got mad because a couple of the people broke the broke the rules of the show pretty early on. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um. It's not an option. That was an interesting one in Love is Blind or in the Ultimatum rather because they didn't know what they signed up for. It actually because it was the first season and it like came out that they didn't even tell them like really the premise of the show. And then they were like, so you're the one who gave the ultimatum like assigned it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's really. Yeah. All right. That's know, it's kind of dark. That's weird. <laughs> that's strange. But at least that's um, allegedly. That is alleged. That is what one of the characters said. Like okay, so you watched those characters. other shows. 
I always do because, and that's how I watch the housewives as well. Cause I'm like, that for me is a competition to be like the best character and to have like the staying power. And there's a lot of similar strategies, I think, to being on The Bachelor where you're like branding yourself, trying to come up with these funny one-liners. I love that. I like, I, that's the thing, like looking at it through that lens is so much more interesting. Uh, yeah, cause I'm not, yeah, I've never really been a big reality. Oh no, I did love John and Keith will say, I will say that was a big- <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Why did we love it? Why it was so good? That's like, also become dark, right? Yeah, no, that's yeah. Really, yeah, it's not. Yeah. And Damn. Yeah. But I was obsessed. But um, I I feel like I've watched I haven't really watched any of the uh Netflix ones, but I have I do love Love on the Spectrum. I really I don't know if oh. that counts. Oh <laughs> yeah, that shows great. <laughs> it's kind of a different thing, but I really, I really enjoy it as a dating show. <laughs> I have seen some controversy about that on TikTok as well. Oh, no. <laughs> There's just like some people you can you can look it up if you want. Yeah, I'm sure. But I I, I don't know if I necessarily research. what? I'll do independent research on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do your own research. That's always the way to go. <laughs> I have like done independent research on reality TV people before like when I was watching <laughs> selling sunset and i heard there was a rumor that one of the people had faked their pregnancy and then i went down a tiktok rabbit hole about it oh wow she was really pregnant oh really? i can oh. i can say 100 i've seen the uh, evidence there is something about a woman's stalking abilities on a social media that i really admire like right like it's just I remember talking to someone a bit being about being like oh how I don't know how this girl found out about this and I was like are you kidding like she's a girl she found like she's gonna find like your ex's 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 cousin and it's gonna be easy like come on I'm gonna find your (laughs) summer camp (laughs) your your summer camp from childhood website (laughs) I'll I'll find it all (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what we have to do to protect ourselves, though. And you know what? It's a hard, it's a hard world out there. Our our evolutionary, uh, the hunters and the gatherers of our our ancestors. This is skills like they always had to be aware. This is just like another form of it. You have to find the best berries. You have to find the best gossip. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Catherine gave me some of like you gave me a piece of dating advice that I loved. And this was pre pandemic when you were like, you should FaceTime them or zoom them before you meet them. I famously invented FaceTiming before dates. That is true. You did. Yeah. I tell everyone this. <laughs> it is. I, and people thought it was so, I weird. say this at weddings. I'm like, <laughs> have you ever done that? My friend invented that. <laughs> I'm like, we each have a thing that we tell. <laughs> <laughs> my sister finally my sister finally was like FaceTime before a date and she was like thank you she was like you're so right I I, I could have you know so many I waste I could have wasted so much time and I'm like yes thank you I'm like it just makes sense yes it's, why would you put on pants until you've yes you know also, heard you, a voice gosh I also have this idea for a date gotten a vibe that like I think uh, there should be and I, I bring this up to people and people don't agree with me because they, they don't want to do it but I think there should be dating apps where it's just videos and it doesn't have to be long videos it could just be why like, isn't that why isn't that a thing because I can't tell if I'm attracted to you by a, just a picture I need your voice mm-hmm. I need your mannerisms I what like I that's why I fall in love with youtubers or whatever <laughs> that's why I that's why Paris were you in love with this I don't you know shoot your shot 
<laughs> you know, I mean, always rose and rosy, these lesbian YouTubers from one, you know, that live in London, but that's, they're married. That'll never happen. Um, mm. uh, they have a kid. Seems like a tough, tough <laughs> shot. <laughs> but I love it. Across the ocean. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's important. So yeah, that's, that's important. And anyone listening that out there that's dating and doesn't do that, you have to do it. You're just wasting time. Otherwise it's two mm-hmm. hours. And then oh God, cause you know, immediately in the first like couple minutes, if you're actually going to go for it. Um, and if I when I was, when I was earlier in the online dating, I made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and one of them was messaging back and forth for a very long time. Mm-hmm. One person I did this with, and then I was like almost at the date and I got a voicemail from him and I was like, Oh no, I just knew from the voicemail. And then I was like, well, I'm meeting them now. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like voices so much, voices so much of it and, and like mannerisms and like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm, oh, I remember many of dates of just like immediately being like, Oh, we were like the, the first hug where you're like, Oh, hi, meeting you hug. And you're like immediately now you're like, ah, shit. So no, I'm curious as a prolific and astute, a professional TV writer, do you feel like that impacts the way that you watch those shows like Love is Blind, et cetera? Do you think that they have any structural similarities? Yeah, I think the editors of those shows are very good at what they do. They know exactly how to build an episode. They know... I mean, certainly also in the Netflix formula, there's always a cliffhanger. Like they, they're mm-hmm. very well, they're edited as though they're written. Like I, yes, I think that they're, I think that's why I think it's funny that you call them characters because they are. Cause like, you can tell that whatever <laughs> that person is really like, they've been edited to be completely something else. Yeah. I don't think they're that dissimilar. Yeah. Would you ever go on one? Either of you? Yeah, totally. Uh, why not? Love- you would? Yeah. I don't, why not? <laughs> wait what okay which one what kind because you got you can get some co- good coaching to if you want to go on the, the bachelor I don't, I don't think there's anyone i wouldn't go on because what why it seems like fun it seems what? like fun. i mean okay I, I but i you have also told me that people really bully the contestants and things so i don't want to go on to anyone that is gonna involve that you don't want you gotta check out the fandom beforehand because yeah. there's definitely you know, I'm in two pretty strong fandoms, which would be The Bachelor and then the Bravo world. And the Bravo world is much more like accepting of like characters, even mm-hmm. though they're quote unquote real people and embrace that about them in Bachelor. Like, I mean, I embrace it. And there's a role we call the colorful narrator, which is like the person who's trying to make the funniest ITMs or like in the moment uh, confessionals. And it's just it's celebrated a lot more in and there's just, I don't know, there's controversy as well. And I'm obviously not as deep in it as I am in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> if you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored 
a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, (laughs) and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> That's interesting, though. So, now how did you how did you get into TV? By the way, 
Oh yeah. How did I get into TV? Um, I don't know. I, my parents were right. And the second I was able to watch TV, I watched all of it and I just got like obsessed with (laughs) movies and stuff. And yeah. And then I'm not, uh, I'm an asthmatic kid. And so I wasn't allowed to play sports. So I would just watch movies and write plays and be a weird theater kid. And then, yeah, I don't know. In college, I decided that's what I wanted to do. You wrote plays? Yeah, they were bad. I love that. Oh, I wrote one play that I had my friends perform in high school. How was it? It was good. Well, I don't know if it would be good looking back, but I remember it being good. And they weren't, some of them were not actors. (laughs) That part, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a one act play about three kids and their three parents in a college admissions waiting room. Ooh, I love that. That's what I was going through. Yes, I love. What were your plays about? Mine? I don't know. It was a lot of like two people talking in a coffee shop about nothing. Yeah. I don't know. They were mm-hmm. bad. They were, I'm, I'm not. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be amazing. No, yeah. it was like that with no jokes. Or <laughs> plot. <laughs> like it's a journey, you know? It is a journey. I was going through your IMDb in preparation for this oh, interview because I'm a professional <laughs> and I saw you wrote one episode of Temptation Island. Is that or not Temptation Fantasy Island, Island? Fantasy Island. I did. Yeah. I listened to a podcast that's by one of the women who writes it. Which one? Which podcast? Liz Craft. Yeah. She has two podcasts. One is Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and then one is Happier in Hollywood, like a spinoff of it. Oh, she's the best. And they talk all about it. Yeah. Those showrunners were two of the kindest, smartest showrunners I've ever worked for. They were great. Oh, yeah. I love hearing that. (laughs) I didn't work on that for very long. I just did a freelance episode, so I only worked on it for maybe like a month. But they were, yeah, they were great. And it was a great show. I love the craziest girlfriend is like the best is it's yes. so amazing work for that. It's uh we're I'm working on a documentary right now about like the 2010s, like best shows. And we like, obviously have like a section about crazy ex-girlfriend. So I've been like rewatching and like finding like the best songs and stuff. <laughs> and just like, I'm like, Oh, I forgot how brilliant. It's such a brilliant show. Oh, that's very nice. That one was so fun to make. I'm so glad I got to work on that for so long. Oh, best people yeah oh. such good songs she just says gosh there's so yeah many. I, I i i saw one of them was trending on tiktok again recently i used it that was like um you're a stupid bitch uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was me to the supreme court that yeah. was that was that was the bit <laughs> i love it i love that Jack doldren and adam schlesinger uh were incredible songwriters and so fast and funny and like they they made that show so much better than I think um anyone expected it to be maybe yeah it was great the songs are so good the songs are just like mind-blowingly good like I still I love the triangle song the, the like the, <laughs> yeah love triangles I like I've watched that multiple times on YouTube. like this is like masterful <laughs> like, yeah it, it tickles me so now are you working on anything right now? Anything you want to plug? Um, the last thing I worked on should be coming out soon. Uh, there's a Pitch Perfect spinoff show on Peacock coming out. 
I think it's going to be called Bumper in Berlin, although maybe that title will change, but it follows Adam Devine's character as he moved to Germany to be a pop star at the age of like 40. And it's great. It's super funny. It's, uh, yeah, you should watch it when it comes out, which I don't know exactly when that is, but soon, I think. Yeah. Yes. And Megan ran that, ran that show who worked on Good Place as well. Yes. Megan Amram ran that. Yes, she did. Catherine, anything you want to plug? Well, I can't say the a, a major thing yet about something mm-hmm. happening that's exciting soon, so that's annoying, but you should follow <laughs> my <laughs> film, Juniper Feature Film, if you um, are in the, uh, if you love films kind of like the Duplass Brothers and Mumblecore, if you want to watch a film with a really amazing uh, female cast that explores uh, sexuality and spirituality and sisterhood, that is going to be on streaming maybe soon. I don't know. Maybe it will be, but you have to follow along. Probably. Yeah. Probably will. I saw <laughs> it at the Santa Barbara Film Festival and I cried. Uh, so happy. Oh. Not that hard to get me to produce tears, but I'm so glad you did like it me. anyway. <laughs> I'm excited. So Juniper feature film on Instagram, if you'd like, and, and TikTok. Well, you two are you know, two of my best friends, we, when we are not working at other jobs, we are in a coffee, coffee shop crew where we have rotated between coffee shops working and even including Ikea when they were still doing the bottomless coffee, which they should bring back. It was messed up. They took it away. Anyway, <laughs> you think that they has- took it away because we were abusing it. <laughs> yeah. It maybe. Oh, yeah. I feel like we were the only ones who knew about it. So it probably was directed at us. <laughs> That's fair. But I really, those are, are some of my favorite times. And one of the loveliest things about living in LA with surrounded by such creative, such creative, lovely people like yourselves. Yes. However we met, yeah. Miles told the story of how we met on the last podcast oh I know that story yeah that's a good story <laughs> that's a great story <laughs> Sono and I reenacted the story oh, at yeah. their uh, rehearsal dinner for their I wedding too we did. so we've done a little acting ourselves <laughs> <laughs> professional stage actresses <laughs> yes well thank you both so much for joining me today and for helping me debut my new segment, which I think the people will be clamoring for more of after this, uh, which was called, are you smarter than a pit dweller? And so now I think you are both smarter and not smarter than a pit dweller. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my conclusion that I have reached. (laughs) That's the end. That's the end segment because we end on a positive note. Oh, I love that. <laughs> a literal positive note. I love that. <laughs> well, this is the this is the grand finale of Pace Case Spring Break. Two weeks without clues, and uh, happy to ring it in with both of y'all. I'm so glad this was so fun. This was so fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much to Catherine Judas and Sono Patel for joining me for the debut of yet another new segment that I can already feel the pit clamoring for more of. Are you smarter than a pit dweller? I am so happy that the pit has dove in with me and tried out all of these things. Pace case spring break is wild and I've had a great time with you all. We will be back 
Game of Roses OG Gorog <laughs> on Tuesday. Bachelor Clues and I will be breaking down the first part of a two-part miniseries on the players of the Windeckia Seasons Instagrams. You are not going to want to miss that. It is everything that you're going to need to go into the Windeckia season prepared and, you know, be able to fill out those brackets, be able to spot who's going to be a real ring winner. Maybe you can guess which one matched with Pace Case on a dating site a decade ago. All sorts of fun, fun facts. And thank you for joining me for Pace Case Spring Break. And now, Pace Case, what's that dwab at? Well, Pace Case, it's been 7,401 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Roe versus Wade. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 